It's five minutes with me. Hey, ho, welcome to five minutes with Marco. That's me. I'm Marco. So over the last two weeks episodes, I was a little more practical and we looked at different sorts of questions that when varied and mixed lead to great discussions. And then we looked at some pragmatic paradoxes of working with middle schoolers. But this week, I'm going to poke the bear a bit. I I got smacked on the side of the head a little bit, not by a person, but by an idea. It wasn't a light bulb thing, like a great new idea or an aha, but more of a, what if that's true? I've been harping for years, as many of you know, on on the need for change in youth ministry. I think we're using 1980s approaches, values, mindsets, and methods to try to connect with teenagers in the 21st century. And often it's not working, or at least it's not working like it used to in the 80s and 90s. Sure, that's an overstatement. I'm an American after all, and overstatement is what we're best at. I mean, there's lots of great stuff going on in youth groups all over the world in all makes and models of churches, because at the end of the day, great youth ministry isn't about our approaches and values and mindsets and methods. Great youth work is about the Holy Spirit transforming lives. Great youth work is about Jesus incarnate living in you and me as we spend our lives with teenagers. But, you know, we still have approaches, values, mindsets, and methods. And my belief, and often my soapbox rant for the last 15 years, has been that those are often as outdated as a Walkman. In a nutshell, and this is the opposite of an overstatement, which I suppose would be an understatement, we're utilizing approaches geared for teenagers who want autonomy in an area where the primary need of teenagers is no longer autonomy, but belonging. In other words, our youth groups are really good at creating homogeneous pockets of isolation with nifty games and spiffy age-appropriate teaching, but we sometimes suck at meaningful places of true belonging. Maybe you don't, but most of us do. I've written about this and spoken on it until I've gotten tired of hearing myself. I've pushed on the need for teenagers to have relationships with more adults in the church and to feel a sense of belonging to the whole church, not just the youth group. Otherwise, when they grow older in the youth group, they have zero connection with the church and they either jettison their faith as a relic of their teenage years or they take it private, living the next decade or the rest of their lives as free range Christians. I pushed on the need for young people to give the be given the opportunity to be apprentice adults in the world of actual adults. Most of the on ramps to adulthood have been removed for young adults today, and so many are stuck in a perpetual extended adolescence. The only adults they ever have contact with are those who are paid to be with them or those who come into the world of teenagers and young adults. I've pushed on the need for teenagers to be given meaningful responsibility and expectation, both in the church, the community, and the home. Meaningful expectation and responsibility have been proven to be the linchpin in young adults stepping into adulthood. And in our culture that increasingly infantilizes teenagers and young adults, treating them like broken or incompetent children, We all too often remove meaningful responsibility and expectation. I've been pushing, not that I have all the futures worked out in my little crystal ball, far from it. I think we need a few decades of risky and willing youth workers who will experiment and fail and put their salaries on the altar if we're going to move forward. But some time ago, a friend said to me, we need to move into a post-youth ministry era. When I asked what he meant, he said, 
we're continuing to do youth ministry for teenagers rather than serving teenagers who do youth ministry themselves. Whoa. He wasn't talking about electing youth group officers. He was talking about getting out of the way. Stick around and serve. Push back from time to time. Offer to pray or answer questions or find resources. Be present maybe more than ever since you're not running the program. Sure, that lame little description sounds simplistic. Fair enough. I'm not doing it justice here. But here's what I here's why it felt like a smack on the side of the head. What if the sum total of my rants about needed change in youth ministry are merely suggesting that we replace 80s programs with 2022 or 3 programs? What if what's needed is something substantially more smelling of revolution? What if what's needed is something substantially more smelling of Jesus rather than us? The Youth Cartel Podcast Network.